a special oddities episode of Canada FM. We're calling it Canada FM Off Topic, and uh, this was Brian's idea. This is Ted, by the way. Uh, Brian, tell me why you wanted to record this episode today. Well, uh, so this is going to drop the 19th, May 19th, and it was 22 years ago, May 19th, where we saw Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, and this time of year always gets me in like a very nostalgic mood because as summer rolls on you kind of like watch some of those romp those teen romp movies uh the blockbusters all start to hit it like it wasn't it was about two weeks ago like 12 13 years ago where the mcu all got started with the iron man i just gotten out of college when we saw that first one and so it's always around this time of year there's like excitement new season nicer weather and i don't know it just takes you back to being a kid and we should add too that we always brag about how it's been like 30 years of friendship we saw phantom menace together (laughs) right after school we went we got dropped off um, let's see, so just a shout out to to our to where we grew up. We went to Ancaster Senior Public. Uh, not the least coolest kids in eighth grade. I think we can say that. There's people. <laughs> we were the coolest, but we weren't the least coolest. There's people below us on the totem pole. <laughs> we were all either just about to hit puberty or had already hit it or in the middle of it. Everyone's at their own stage in growth, so everyone looks like a freak. Or in my case, I was like three years away. Yeah, but you were still tall as hell. How did that happen? Yeah. You got the early growth spurt. I grew, and then my voice didn't change (laughs) for years. But no, Brian and I went to uh, Ancaster Senior Public uh, together. We were in the eighth grade and after school, uh, opening night, I believe it was, we went to Ancaster Silver City to see this movie. Uh, But before I get into opening night, um, let's see, uh, do you remember, uh, how excited were you to see this movie? Do you remember when the hype started to build? Um, I mean, this is, I mean, it wasn't pre-internet, actually, the... Let me get into something real quick before I answer your question. Phantom Phantom Menace actually did one of the first online trailers when the internet was still in its infancy. Yeah, I I learned this from a buddy. And uh, so it was one of the first real hype machines. Like, there was blockbusters before that, and there's been blockbusters since. But this has been the first where there were so many tie-ins. You got Pepsi. Remember all those Pepsi cans that had the different characters? I'm going to get into that. Don't worry. Okay. We will get Uh, into that. There's like Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Doritos, all the stuff that we know now is just kind of par for the course. This is like the real OG like blockbuster. My like yeah, there was theme parks and stuff before, but this is Well yeah, you had theme park, you had Disney. Disney always had some kind of tie-in, whether it was with Coke or McDonald's or something like that. Um, the first movie I can really remember outside of Disney that was huge. Uh, Jurassic Park also huge with McDonald's. They sold it. They had a big marketing campaign. Uh, yeah, so I remember the Batman. Batman, yes. But I remember the first time it was just over the top and in your face. The commercialization actually wasn't. I think it was the same year because it wasn't uh, Star Wars. It was Godzilla. Was Godzilla the year before? Godzilla was 98, yeah. Yeah. 
that was the first time where they they marketed the soundtrack like it was going out of style. They were selling like Godzilla ooze. You could buy neon green ooze that was related to Godzilla. Big uh, soft drink uh, advertising campaigns. Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. Remember here, lizard, lizard, lizard. <laughs> I think I'd eat a bigger box. <laughs> All that stuff, yeah. And like, and Star Wars was the next. I guess the, that that was our our summer's Godzilla. I guess <laughs> in the following year, I don't know. I saw Godzilla with Campbell. Actually, I saw it twice. No, I saw it with you and Paul. Yeah, and then I saw it with Campbell. Yeah. Um, but no. To answer your question, I remember well before the movie came out. We, because this is in the period where sometimes in in recess we were active other times we just walk around the park just chatting all the time yeah well we gotta remember it's not recess when you're in middle school it's lunch you get like an hour to eat and then an hour to just shoot the shit i think it was 45 minutes of each yeah um but i remember us sitting on the bench by the baseball diamond nerding out over this thing like we were talking about it campbell was there and uh we basically had this idea of where they were going to go with it and how they were tying it into four, five, and six, and then what was going to happen afterwards. I don't remember exactly what our predictions were, but I guarantee you it wasn't the friggin' dumpster fire that they released on us in the last couple of years. Well, we, 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 I, I remember thinking it was there was no way it could miss. Uh, yeah. Like, really. Like, this was a can't-miss movie. Um, you don't really think in your mind there's any chance this movie's going to be bad. Uh, I remember actually the first bit I saw of the Phantom Menace wasn't even a commercial. It was an action figure. And it was the commercial for like the Star Wars, like the, the, the OG series action figures. Then out of nowhere, and they go, introducing for the first time a new character, Mace Windu. And it was, oh, yeah. I remember saying, that looks like Samuel L. Jackson. I wonder if Samuel L. Jackson is going to be in the Phantom Menace. That's really cool. There was no IMDb. I couldn't go check it out. Samuel L. Jackson going to be in Star Wars? I just had this figure that was advertised to me on TV that looked like Samuel L. Jackson. And then sure enough, when I saw the trailer, I remember my parents were watching Good Morning America. And that was the talk of the day was this Star Wars trailer. And sure enough, there's Sam Jackson. And my dad's pointing out all the other celebrities. There's Liam Neeson. There's Ewan McGregor. There's Jimmy Smits. You know, there's all these guys because they built kind of an all-star cast together. I remember seeing footage kind of, I think it might have been at the news as well, or it might have been just on Star, and they were doing this, like, on-set thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching this, I'm like, where the hell's the the sets? Why are yeah. they, it's all blue screen or green screen, and what is this shit? And it was such a foreign concept to me. And I'm like, this movie's going to be terrible. It's all just going to be computerized and everything. But uh, it was just such a foreign concept. Because I remember watching, like, making of um, Empire, uh, not Empire, A New Hope, seeing, like, footage of Alec Guinness in, like, the Tunisian desert. Yeah. And everyone just hating life out there because it was so hot and everything. And I'm like, that's what they're supposed to be doing. What is this? I know, Ford and uh, Mark Hamill were strapped to oxygen tanks and space helmets because they couldn't breathe outside where they were shooting on location. And uh, yeah, that was a joke that did not uh, did not land. 
did not land at all. Oh, boy. Anyway. Joke, joke, telling, <laughs> joke telling 101. You got to let it like flush out a little bit. You got to set it up and like punch it in. You just kind of rush through it. Uh, you know what? I'm not used to recording this late. That's the other thing we got to bring up. I had some technical difficulties earlier, so we're recording at 10 o'clock at night instead of oh. earlier in the evening. Oh, I got it fixed. Anyway, um, well, okay, so so the movie comes out, and you're thinking to yourself, this one can't miss. What, what were you most excited about uh, going into it? Just a new Star Wars, because I had just kind of gotten... Like, I knew Star Wars from a few years prior, because uh, they were doing... They had done the re-releases, and I had got to see those in theaters uh, for the special edition, the 97 yeah. special edition, and I remember, I think it was for Empire, I went with my brother and his two friends, and this is back in the days of classic cinema, where everyone had to line up outside. Yeah, I remember you could, that. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't just pre-buy your tickets. So we were at the Cineplex Odeon, Hamilton Mountain, and it was winter time. And we're just, we, we got there so late, and we were lined up around the parking lot, zero hour. Someone's like... I got a window open over here. Nobody heard him, but my brother's friend, Sean, at first. So Sean books it in front of, like, 70 people. Everyone's like, oh, wow. hey, fuck you. Fuck you. What are you doing? Oh, really? Follows They're him. cursing at you? Because <laughs> he just, like, they were waiting there forever. We waltzed in pretty late. And, and he just bought us tickets. And my brother just grabs me. And Brandon wow. grabs me. Because I was grade six. They were in, like, high school. And we just booked it in. And Holy. we all just slipped them some money later. And it was at one of the serious scenes at Empire. And Sean just pulls out his Skittles. And he goes, <laughs> tears the whole thing. It's so quiet. You can hear <laughs> you can hear the Skittles go down the ramp. Because, you know, back in the day when the theaters yeah, were more like slanted. Half of his Skittles just go. <laughs> it's, everyone's like, the fuck was that? But, uh, so, yeah, I was... Uh, I had seen Star Wars a handful of times, and I, I had worn out my 97 edition already at this point. It had only been two years. And so I was I was just looking forward to seeing something fresh, new characters, and uh, yeah. Uh, what was? Did you ever have experience with the prequel before? Because I remember that was something I was really getting my head around. Because for me, that was totally foreign. I had never heard of the idea of doing... A, a movie that takes place before the main continuity that you're used to. Um, I'm trying to think now. No, because like I had seen Terminator 2 and I knew there was like kind of traveling elements, but it wasn't like a prequel or anything. So it was like, uh, um, I think outside of like flashbacks and things, because you gotta also remember, like I had seen a fair bit of movies at that point, but like the I hadn't dug that deep. Like we had just started going to the movies a lot together, grade seven, and that became our that became our our second home. Well, then it is because I was talking to somebody about this. You have to understand when me where me and Brian grew up, they built one of the first of its kind in all of Ontario. This giant movie theater. These silver cities are everywhere across Canada nowadays. But Ancaster, Ontario got one of the first. And I forget what it was. It must have been the fall in the eighth grade because I think, yeah, we were delayed, right? We were delayed a week before eighth grade started. So Brian and I had all this time on our hands because we just hung out with each other all day. And I remember we discovered we could walk to the movie theater 
We didn't have to rely on our parents to give us a lift. It was like an hour, but we had nothing else to do. And remember that week we walked and we saw Dead Man on Campus. We saw yep. The Negotiator, which we thought was out of theaters, but there was like only one show left that we saw it. I want to say we saw something else that week too, but those are the two I remember just before school started. And it became a weekly tradition. It's actually kind of funny. I recently we rewatched uh, the movie uh, Wag the Dog, which we might have seen in the seventh grade. Because it was, yeah, we, it was we, only, we only went to see it. We were too young to understand the concept of it. But it was because it was 14A. And it was one yeah. of the few that you could, well, we could get into that was playing. So we just went to go see it. And I remember it was way above our heads uh, back then. But I just gave it the rewatch for the first time in like 20 years. About two weeks ago, and I loved it. So, give it, a, give it the old once over, Brian. I think you'd appreciate I will, it now. Yeah, I re- well, even I remember in one of my classes, I want to say it was media English or whatever. They they talked about Wag the Dog and they played yeah. a clip, and I actually like. And this was only a couple of years after, yeah. but I I was old a bit older that I kind of got it, and so I was like meh. But then I just kind of forgot and I moved forward to other movies. But yeah, maybe I'll go back and uh, check that one out. You know, uh, for me, the thing I was looking forward to, and the reason I asked you about a prequel, because that was a foreign idea to me. Sir, hold on one second, uh, because you were talking about the theater. Do you remember what your first uh, theater movie that you saw at that theater was when it when it got built? Yes. What was it? I went with my dad, my brother, and my sister, and we saw Robin Williams ham it up with a bunch of goo. Oh, you saw Flubber? It was Flubber. Flubber was my first movie I saw in that theater. <laughs> was it the seventh grade? It was, it was a matinee. It wasn't very crowded at all because we'd wait a couple of weeks to go. And uh, Flubber, you know, it, it pleased everyone. It was so super family friendly so my sister could see it. And me and my brother loved Robin Williams. We thought it was going to be funny. And, you know, it was, it was a bunch of goo doing funny goo things. Robin Williams got upstaged by some goo. Um, I saw Tomorrow Never Dies was my first one oh aren't you so cool I saw it with Adam Pontefract he also that was my first time trying Starbucks hot chocolate because I'd never I'd I'd never heard of Starbucks because yeah that was the other thing this was also Ancaster sleepy little uh, hoity-toity suburb of Hamilton's first experience with high-end coffee and that was Starbucks (laughs) And uh, it showed up. It was attached to the chapters, which was right next door to Silver City. So I think I'm yep. paying, what I'm, I sound like I, if you're not used to this setup, this setup is everywhere in Ontario. It's everywhere in southern Ontario now. But for us back then, this was new. This was big yeah. city. This was the tomorrow is here for us. Yeah, because I remember uh, I first heard about this new theater from a guy on my hockey team. It was picture day. We're all going in to get our pictures taken. He's like, what'd you do last night? And I was like, oh, hung out. What'd you do? He's like, I was at this new movie theater. He's like, and he, he described it. He's like, stadium seats. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean stadium seats? He's like, I don't, like, I don't, at Skydome, you know how these, these, these uh, seats go super, like, stacked high? Because we were used to yeah. mall theaters or the Cineplex Odeon. Where there's just the, the ramps and the crappy seats and this, that, and the other thing. And so I was like, I, I couldn't even picture it until I went in there. They sold it on stadium seating. Uh, the, I remember someone saying, you're never going to have a giraffe neck in front of you again. You're going <laughs> to always be able to see the screen. Never a bad seat. They forgot to tell you, is that lower bowl that always uh, fills up last? That's yeah. not stadium seating. <laughs> no. 
but it doesn't matter if a giraffe next that's in front of you, you're always looking up. Um, and they also sold it with the fact that there was a Taco Bell and a Pizza Hut and a New yeah. York Fries. Did they have the Burger King at that time or did the Burger King come later? Uh, the Burger King came later. They had, okay. yeah, they had the, uh, they had the Pizza Hut far left. Yeah. The, uh, uh, New York Fries and the Taco Bell on the far right. And I think there was something in the middle, but I can't remember. But then they also had the Wetzel's Pretzels and... Yeah, Wetzel's Pretzels was there. And then they had their own full, like, big snack bar in the center. Yeah. And I remember it was just all these little things, too. Like, the, 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 the employees at Silver City, they had their name. They had a movie they liked underneath it. And um, I remember you were impressed by the way the guy gave you your popcorn. He's like, oh, the popcorn's already got butter on it. He put some more butter in the middle. And then guess what? More popcorn on top than more butter. He's like, <laughs> I like this guy. And they had the flavorings that you could put on your popcorn. So they had, like, ketchup and salt and vinegar. It was like chips. And you could add that to your popcorn. I used to work at that theater, and I think I worked there about a year as a, uh, in high school before they switched up. They switched. Gig, they sold packets, because uh, yes, I think I, they, I, I've seen those since. Yeah, I think it was just like cost efficient to not keep filling up the stupid uh, shakers and just have these big bins. Uh, so and also it was just so gross after uh, after a rush when there's a million people flocking in and everyone's just shaking it and spilling pop and it gets all like ugh stuck on the counters and everything. It was gross, but back then it was it was new and exciting. You want to hear gross? Uh, me and Brian have this friend of ours. We've mentioned him a few times by the name of Michael Campbell. And <laughs> Campbell, me being independent, going out with him, uh, go see a movie, walking there by ourselves. I'm thinking, uh, ah, Campbell, uh, I guess we got to walk over to Subway. It's on the other side of the power center to get something to eat. He's like, don't be ridiculous, Dad. What if I told you I had a way to get free food that you'll really enjoy? And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. So we get up there. And you have to remember, we are in middle school. We are very young. We go into the movie theater. He walks directly over to, like, the popcorn dressing station where they've got the the, the, the salts and the flavorings for your things. He licks his hand, takes the ketchup flavor, shakes it onto his hand, <laughs> licks it off his hand. An animal. See, free lunch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and we're still friends with that guy to this very day too. So <laughs> I don't think he's still trying that at the uh, at the theater. Uh, before we get into our our actual experience going to the movies, because we've really drank this out quite a bit. Uh, what was your go to snack at the movies back then? Um, generally just either drinking candy. Or drinking popcorn. Uh, unless we were making a day of it and I, I saved some extra money and get like a like a KFC, like a big crunch or something and, and then get a drink. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh. It was like for your birthday, like the fifth grade. We went to like the Jackson Square movie theater to see Space Jam. I just remember I was sitting behind you and you were in the row in front of me. You were sitting next to your mom and you turned to your mom and you went, can I get a hot dog? And your mom went, no. <laughs> and he went, oh. 
you brought this up before. I don't remember asking for a hot dog. I remember asking for licorice and getting shut down. But uh, I remember you asking for. I got a giant bag of licorice at that birthday party, and everyone told me, "Oh, you got to be afraid of Brian's brother. He, he likes to beat up his new friends who he hasn't met before." <laughs> I just gave him a bunch of licorice. He was fine. <laughs> yeah, I was smart with my uh, candy purchase. Anyway, uh, what? Oh, getting back to it. Well, I wanted you to be a little more specific with your candy and your pop, because what I was going to say was my go-to was. Uh, the big box of Junior Mints. I'd always get that. And like a giant um, orange pop, whether it's Fanta or High C or whatever. Well, who's going to turn down a Junior Mint? <laughs> it's chocolate, it's peppermint. It's delicious. <laughs> That's true. It's very refreshing. That was my go-to combination. So I was trying to get more specifics out of you. Oh, okay. Uh, generally Coke or Pepsi. Although back in the day when it was run by Pepsi, that's when I would switch it up, get a nice dew. Yeah. Nice Dr. Nice Dr. Pepper. Well, wasn't um, it back then that if you got a large, you got a free refill or unlimited yeah. refills? Oh, God. Uh, it used to be unlimited. Then they, then they put... Yes, they draw the next. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And then after a while, they just phased out the refills. I'm like, how stingy. Like, the movie theaters are dying, even before COVID. And you can't, like, ease off and, like, give someone enticement to come back. Ryan, what what do you think? I hate to say think of the children, but think of the unhealthy generation of kids like us (laughs) that went back to the trough three or four times with these soda glasses of cups the size of our heads filling them up three or four times just so we could try every flavor we knew what they tasted yeah, like but, some, but it tasted better at the movies but sometimes there was that but then there were some times where uh because we were poor kids we either had a bit of an allowance or whatever um but we'd split on a large it's like you take the first refill then, like, give it to someone else, and then, like, we just kind of pass it around like a doobie. You know what? You always call me a vulture. I remember several times, are you going to get another drink? No. <laughs> Take my drink, and you went got a refill. I never had much money. <laughs> well, there you go, and you're always criticizing me for scavenging from people's stuff. <laughs> no, you were scavenging. Actually, it was more Campbell was scavenging when uh, when we were drunk. Where we were at the bar, he would always be like, oh, it's a lot of chicken wings. Oh, you do the Pierce Hawthorne, the ha ha, and then take your fries. Yeah. No, but Mike was also the king of, ah, that's so much food. How are you going to eat so much food? Mike, do you want some food? (laughs) If you're insisting. Dad, I'm going to take one of your chicken wings. You are going to say yes. You just might not say it out loud, but I'm going to take it anyway. That's what he did. God, this is turning into a Mike Campbell tribute episode, this uh, freaking... I was supposed to talk about Star Wars. We haven't even got there once. And I was hyping it up to people at work today. Oh, special Star Wars episode, guys. Special Star Wars episode. We're breaking format. Here we are. We're talking about a guy no one has ever met. All right. right. Pivot. Pivot. Go back. The thing I was looking most forward to about Phantom Menace was being unfamiliar with the concept of a prequel. I was looking forward to the fact that we might get a couple of little drop-ins, some cameos from movies to come. And I kept thinking, oh, Han Solo's going to show up. We're going to have some young smuggler show up. And he's just going to be in the background. What's your name? Uh, 
Han Solo or something small like that. I kept having a feeling something like that was going to happen. And I was waiting for it. And by the time we got to, I guess it was Revenge of the Sith, we did get the Chewbacca war. The Wookiee planet and then Yoda thinks Chewbacca, okay. And we did know that Obi-Wan and Yoda and the Emperor and R2-D2 and C-3PO were going to be in it going in. So there was enough yeah. nods to the original that still felt familiar and not like something brand new. Because even though, you know, nowadays we love originality. We're adults. But when you're a little kid, you don't want that gang that you fell in love with in the first movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Jabba. We and Jabba the Hutt. Skinny Jabba the Hutt. Right. Yeah, for his little camera. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so I remember seeing the, the trailer, and I honestly, the, the first shots of the trailer that I saw, I couldn't believe it. It, it, it. I hadn't seen anything like it. How badly that is aged, that CGI. It looks like a bad computer game from like 2009. It just has not aged well. But at the time, it was groundbreaking. At the time, I hadn't seen anything like it. Are you talking about just the trailer or... Yeah, just the trailer for uh, Phantom Menace. Because I watched Phantom Menace a few years back, and I remember it being still, like, looking okay visually. Well, well, well let's get into that as we go along, because I, I think I want to wrap around of our final thoughts and our most recent uh, screenings of the Phantom Menace and how our tastes may have changed over time. But, uh, okay, so there's the stage. It's opening night. This movie that we've been waiting for forever. We're all stoked to go see it. It ends up in our crew that day being you and me. And we were bragging to our friends that we are going to be the first ones out of the bunch to be able to go see it. Because I think everyone else was waiting in the weekend. So, and I, my parents yeah, are still Thursday working. Night. So this must have been your... I guess you're right. It was a Thursday right after school. It wasn't uh, Friday. Yeah. I, it must have been your brother or your parents that drove us because my parents would have been working still uh at five at three o'clock when we got off school yeah i think it's probably my mom right there and we had to line up outside they hadn't opened the theater doors and we did not have a bad spot in line now my lineup story is going to be merged with the other two star wars movies because i don't remember which ones happened which except for one thing which i know we're both going to want to talk about Uh, (laughs) I can't remember which ones are which. So I will tell you what I do remember about this line. We got in. We had a decent spot. We were front middle. Does that make sense to you? Front middle. Yeah, because we were front middle for that. And then we were kind of uh, back left to for number two. Yeah. Yeah. But we we, so we, we, we got a good spot and we got what? Two hours, I think, before the movie starts. Something like so that. So we got the crazy early. So in front of us in line, there's a, uh, oh, there was a guy. Okay, this guy fucking pissed me off. I don't know <laughs> his name. But he was, him and his brother, they were in, they went to my karate club. They just showed up one day and they had a higher belt ranking than me. So I'm like, okay. I never saw you before, but apparently you are. Higher level than me, okay. They were in our golf club. Way better golfers than I ever was. Still don't know their names. <laughs> like, okay, one up me there. And then in the, we go to see Star Wars, and they got a better spot in line than we do. 
So that kind of pissed me off. You, you sound like George Costanza right now. There's a guy at the Yankees, no arms, better wife, house, better car than me. Couldn't, he drove a car with no arms. Couldn't tell you this guy's name. I can draw a picture of him. I remember his face. Couldn't tell you his name. Then behind us in line, I remember at one point when the movie was getting going, uh, my one karate instructor, the real mean guy, showed up. Do you remember this guy, Mr. Bozo? Because we had Mr. Bozo. Yes, that's what you called him. Well, we had like all the fun instructors, but they felt like they needed a real mean one to to like balance things out. So they got this guy. Looked like Ken Shamrock. He had that crew cut. <laughs> and I remember you and me are joking around or something. It looked like rain was going to happen. And I went, "Shit!" <laughs> You're like, "What?" And you you went to like a don't bring a friend class, and you knew this guy was a mean guy. It's like it's yeah. freaking Bozo. And you were like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so you start saying, "Stop staring." <laughs> Remember that? that? Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I don't want to deal with that, right? I wanted to probably just, make you do push-ups in the oh, line. Probably saying I was slacking. You're waiting in that line like an idiot. <laughs> um, Your form is wrong. Standing there. And now we have to bring this up. The bane of our existence that day. And granted, those two interactions I had may have been from other times waiting in line, but this was definitely from when we saw Phantom Menace. Talk about the kid, Brian. Do you know what I mean when I say the kid? Yeah. The fucking kid. It was fucking kid. This fucking kid. He. See if you can. Can he come up with a character from a movie he looked like? Because I don't want to get too mean mocking childhood obesity. But this kid um. looked like. Oh, you're like. There's another really Canadian reference, but the show Undergrads. Actually, it was an American show, but. Remember Monk yeah. from Undergrads? Yeah. Like, kind of like that, but with dark hair. That's the best yep. I can think of right now. And he's loud. And he's obnoxious. And obnoxious. And his parents kept leaving the line to bring him stuff. And it was over and over. It was popcorn. And it was pop. And it was candy. I think they brought him toys at one point. He was having a dream shopping experience for any little kid while standing in line for Star Wars. I don't know if this was his birthday, so that's why his mom was going all out, or if he was just really spoiled. Like, I remember you told me about that one kid who was at that before-school program that oh, you were in, first base, first base yeah. when we were in elementary school, who got, like, a new book or a new toy every week or something. Oh, every day. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He was rich, too. He was wealthy. And uh, he was a big kid, too. And uh, his parents would give him days off. Yeah, they just pull him out of school for a day off. What is this? Frank, what happened to this day off? Yesterday was my day off, he'd say. And I was like, you don't get days off. <laughs> the real world. And yeah, this we is get... after me and you both had Morrison, right? So we're <laughs> like already jaded <laughs> at the world after our experience with him. And that was our fifth grade teacher, Mr. Morrison. And so me and you were just, I'm just sitting there, you got a fucking day off. You'll get a day off when you're done school. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, but the coup de grace with this kid and our lone interaction with him was we were getting a little tired waiting in line. A little antsy, I think. And I was like, Brian, I think I'm going to go get a drink. And you're like, yeah, it's a good idea. Get me one. And I want one of those collector cups. And I think they had a <laughs> series. There were these st- standard drinking cups. They said Star Wars around them. They're plastic. And on top, yeah. I believe... You had a spot for the drink, and then around the drink, you could either get Darth Vader, a Stormtrooper, and Yoda. Am I remembering yeah, that all correct? 
And I think you could have either potentially gotten like 3PO or R2-D2 as well. One of those, I remember. Which was weird that they didn't have any of the new characters. Yeah. So that was a little odd. But they looked cool. Yeah. And so you're like, yeah, well, one of those. I'm like, all right. So I get out of line. Maybe they had a Darth Maul. I don't know. But it might have probably would have sold out so fast if they did have a Darth Maul. But either way. They might have. They might have had a Jar Jar. I can't remember. But I got out of line to go get us these drinks. And the kid goes, if you're looking for one of these special edition cops. And by the way, he's got three of them. All in his arms. <laughs> like he's doing a magazine <laughs> shoot to advertise what's available. This is the last yeah. one. He says. Yeah, he, he was like Billy Eilish at the Grammys. And I was like, I look back at you and you're like, you can't even tear your hair out. And you be red. Because even to this day, Brian is the worst person in the world at trying to hide his emotions. <laughs> and so I went in anyway. I think, you'll have to correct me, I think I just came out with regular sodas that weren't in the gut. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were both on the same page. It's like, aren't you thirsty? It's a hot day. And I think you snatched her. <laughs> All angry that you get a fancy collector cup. Even back in oh. middle school, I was bitter. And it didn't end in the line with this kid. Because then, so eventually after our two-hour wait, all right, it's time to go into the theater. And even once you get into the theater, you still got like another hour to go. So we were, it was two hours outside and one hour in the theater. And not only that, this was back in the day when they actually gave a shit. And the, whenever there was a big event... They would do some trivia, or they would just be like, who's excited to see this? Like, they did it a bit for some of the Marvel movies, but Greg's going to yeah. just gave up on that shit. Like, when I worked at the movie theater, I uh, I did that for Matrix 2. That's cool. Um, like, I didn't, I didn't do trivia, but I went in and did, like, the, the speech, and they all, most people were good. They gave me a nice round of applause. No one was being chirpy or shitty, but I'm like, we're going to see, we got, we got Matrix. You need anything? You see someone like me or someone dressed like me? Give give us a shout. And they're like, woo, Matrix. They didn't even give a shit. They're just like, they knew that once I said my spiel, the movie was starting. Start. So they were just yeah. like, yeah. It was a good way to kill time and a good way to kind of, yeah. you know, keep the excitement and momentum up. Because you don't want to go into a movie pissed off. And I remember this is the first time I ever saw it where they brought in these trailer, uh, not trailers, trolleys into the theaters that were filled with popcorn and drinks. They may have pulled a couple of the collector cups out of the back. Did you ever get your collector cup, by the way? I think eventually I did. Because okay. I remember for a while, we did have a Yoda lid just, like, kicking around. And I think we, like, <laughs> lost the cup. I'm like, why the fuck is it still sitting in our cabinet? So after all that anger that you displayed in that line when that kid took that last cup, you ended up getting one and you don't even take good care of it. I think somebody, I think my mom or my brother put it in the dishwasher and it melted or something like that. I don't know. Like, we could never keep any of our collector's cups. I, I had a sweet McDonald's one that had a bunch of Blue Jays on it. That Like, that one lasted the longest, but it eventually faded over time really bad. I had a sweet Small Soldier's popcorn bowl and cup. I that remember that, got yeah. either That either got lost or just melted or threw out. So, yeah, we were not good with holding on to those collectible cups. So, so we're in the theater, and they've got the, the little popcorn things and stuff that you can buy. And they got the guy hooping up the crowd and doing some Star Wars trivia. I think he asked, who can do an impression of a character from yeah. Star Wars? So you get a lot of people going, trying to do a Wookiee thing. And, or a Yoda. Or, or Yoda. Or uh, you know, some people's doing uh, 
you know, Darth Vader, the, you know, I am your father and all that stuff. Uh, and then our, the, the fucking kid puts his yeah. little, his little hand up. He walks over to him and he goes, the kid says, now, I, I've been thinking about this for years, years, Brian. The kid goes, I don't do any Star Wars impressions, but I do a fair Columbo. And then he goes, hoo And he sits down. And I think people were largely confused. They were. Even we were confused well, and angry. First of all, okay, I knew he was making a Simpsons reference. Because yeah. didn't Homer at one point say something about doing a fair Columbo? Yeah, it was the episode where he joins the Naval Reserve and his drill instructors like got his boot up his ass and he's like, he's like, what are you, some sort of comedian? He's like, well, I'm no Margaret Cho, but I do a fair Columbo. And he keeps trying to do it and he's like, ah, I need to go, I need to get a drink of water because his throat's all scratchy. So I, I got that part of it. But then he said hoo And I was like, okay. Yeah, it and, wasn't until years later we knew that was Al Pacino. Well, yeah. Because I watched Columbo and Peter Falk, who played Columbo, hey, talks like this kind of, hey, hey, ooh, hey, didn't sound anything like that. I think he just heard Homer say it, thought it was funny, and made up a noise. Didn't even know what yeah. Columbo was. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 <sighs> fucking kid. Thank goodness that was the last interaction we had with him. Also, thank God he did not sit near us. No, he, he still made his presence known. We can no, still hear him. You're no one home. I've got another five cups that no <laughs> one else can have but me. Did you know that? Can you imagine if he was sitting there like, this is actually my second time seeing it. I got to see a sneak preview at a Disney World show two weeks ago or something. Well, you're the, okay, let's, let's, let's actually take a detour here, okay? Okay. Give me off the top of your head, because you're one of the few people I know who has gotten into fights at movies, okay? Give me your quick top three most obnoxious movie watching company that you've had to share a theater with okay uh are you talking about the friend who i went with or the assholes around no, in, me? The, in the theater the other spectators not necessarily okay. who you went with but just the, the people there okay so oh three oh, you uh got the year down you got the year down wow oh three italian job okay um i went with my friend leah and these little fucking shitty kids were just being so obnoxious behind us and because we picked, we went at a weird time. We went at like the six o'clock show or seven o'clock show on like a Thursday. So there's, and it was in the summer. So it was lots of, lots of people. And these kids were just being so shitty. Leah turns around calmly, but sternly and just goes, we work here. We will get you thrown out, sit down and behave. And they just, they like literally their eyes started to water. They were just like completely, it's like their mom scolded them. They were just like about to cry. And I was there like, oh, nice. Um, so there's, there's number that three. one. There's number two. This would have been around the same time. Our Lethal Weapon 4 came out in... That was like the same summer. Yeah, I think it was around the same time. Yeah, or the summer uh, before. I went with Kevin Andrew, and uh, yeah, we were watching Lethal Weapon 4, and these little assholes were just like chucking skittles at us from across the row because it was pretty empty this one i think this was on its last legs and so it was a pretty empty theater and 
yeah, so we gradually I just started hucking him back. I'm like, would you fuck off? Like, I'm trying to watch the movie. Number one, it's got to be a tie between Snakes on a Plane and fucking that crazy guy from, uh, from Thing. Crazy guy. I mean, it didn't ruin my experience, but it started off... It was just more memorable. The guy when we saw... Oh, what the... the you, me, and Jake. The guy who's freaking out about the, the, the giraffe oh, yeah, neck. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Those are both worthy of telling. So, t- t- you tell about the, the guy at... Um, it was Wanted. Wanted. Thank you. Wanted. Okay, so it was... It was summer of 07, I guess it would have been, or 09, somewhere in there. Something like, like that. that's when that movie came out. And uh, we were, I forget why, we were late. And so we had to settle for the, the breakneck seats. And we found three right in the middle. So I think you went in first, I'm next to Jake, and then I'm last, like, close to the aisle. And there was, and I, it was summer, so I'm wearing my ball cap, but, like, I didn't want to, like, I tipped it up a little bit so, I, like, it wasn't blocking my vision because you're so low to the ground. <laughs> and... I just hear from behind me, this guy's like, oh my god, this guy, I can't see, he's so tall and he's wearing a baseball cap, who wears a baseball cap to the movies, I can't see, and I'm just like, I'm like stewing in my seat, about to fucking lose it. What's so funny is, as he is festering it with anger, behind you, for your (laughs) being tall, you at the same time are festering with anger that he's festering with anger for being <laughs> you being tall. It's this thing you guys are heating up the exact same moment. Yeah. And I mean, we, I'm sure that there's probably other bad movie nights, but those are the four that yeah. come to mind. I'll bring up the Snakes on the Plane one because this is probably one. This is on my list. Um, we went to go see Snakes on the Plane. Big group, too. This is when we were like young adults. Um... I got there a little bit late, still before the show started, and there was an open beer bottle in my cup holder. So I said to you guys, hey, who's, who's got the beers? And you're like, no, none of us have been drinking. And I guess it was from this big group, and I think it was it was you or Tom. Someone said to me, like, yeah, that, that group down there is pretty rowdy. They came in dressed as a plane, and they had... <laughs> Rubber snakes taped to the plate, and I look, and sure enough, there's a guy sitting there in his chair with this box around him. <laughs> Boxes down there, bunch like, of modes. What the fuck? <laughs> and there's just this loud girl, and all she wanted to hear was Sam Jackson say the line "motherfucking snakes" on this motherfucking plane. And every time he started, she, she, he was on screen. Sammy, say the line, Sammy. I'm sorry, my wife's sleeping. I gotta keep it down. Sammy, Sammy, like at the top of her lungs, and it was driving me nuts. So what was weird was normally when we go see a movie, we get in the car and leave. <laughs> I think all of us were equally mad, so we didn't get in the car and leave. We stayed. We stayed there until the snake people came out with their little plane. And sure enough, I saw the girl, and she's still making a ton of noise. So just to be a shit, and I am rarely the guy that instigates these things, I yelled at her, Sammy! Sammy! Just kind of like that. And I don't know what got into you. Because she went, yeah, man, wasn't that great? And then you turned and you went, in case you didn't notice, you dumb bitch. He was being sarcastic. And then her friends start like, hey, fuck you, fuck you. And then it's all 
all of us swearing and screaming at each other from across a parking lot. Campbell's yelled, eat a bag of dicks, you cunt bag, I think he said. Um, I told them I hope they have snakes in their car. I, I cleaned up the language a little bit. I thought that was <laughs> And uh, it was just, we didn't need to get into a fight, but we did. The only yeah. other time I remember really being enraged at a movie is when you and me went to go see uh, The World's End. And this guy came in. I don't know if you remember the show The California Dreams. But this guy looked like their manager. Do you know that kid? He wasn't in the band, but he was like their manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stupid, right. like, the Weasley oh, I can always do it with my hair now, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had that haircut and everything like that. And this guy looked like that. And he literally, he's talking to his friends who are a few rows behind us in the middle. He's standing on the screen, smiling with his arms up, making jokes to them. Like, everyone's there to see him. And I'm just like, go to them. You know where they are. Leave. Move. Move. He stood there for about five minutes. Almost like he was doing a routine for the whole crowd. And then he sits down. Okay, this is fine. And then the trailers start. And they play the trailer for Don John. And they play Good oh, yeah. Vibrations in the trailer. And he started rapping along. At the top of his lungs. After the trailer had ended, he was still continuing. Like, hey, hey, I remember the 90s. And then at the end of the movie, I don't know why. I hadn't heard a peep from him, so I'm like, all right, maybe this guy's not so bad. At the very end of The World's End, where they show the Cornetto rapper, he goes, Cornetto, and nice! I was like, I want to strangle this fucking guy. <laughs> he would be my number one. That guy was worse than the snakes on a plane, people. Because at least that's a bad movie. All right, I can have a bad movie ruined for me. When I'm going to see a good movie like The World's End, I don't want some smug jackass who thinks everyone's there to see him, who shows yeah. up. I'm going to be the funny guy in this theater. Don't need it. Anyway, uh, do you remember? Yeah. What your initial thoughts of the Phantom Menace were after we saw it? I was still at the age where I was not an objective critic. You know, I, I saw the lightsaber battles, the duel of the fates. To be fair, all these the things. lightsaber battle holds up. The Darth Maul yeah. one. It, it still yeah. does. It's always been a great scene. Yeah, and the duel of the fates score is amazing and all these things. And so I was just still taken aback by those. Uh, and so I, I initially remember coming out pretty happy and, and liked it. It wasn't for a little bit till I realized, like, maybe second viewing because i remember when i i put a more an order in at blockbuster months in advance and i got <laughs> to, uh, to get a vhs copy i got this giant book that i still have at my parents house somewhere um as like a big program oh cool and it wasn't it wasn't until watching that later i'm like jar jar is a fucking pain in the ass like i know he's more more did you speak Excuse me. Uh, I know he's supposed to be comic relief or whatever, but this is just the worst. This is worse than the uh, Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. They were helpful. Jar 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 is just this clumsy fucking maroon. I still like the fan theory that Jar Jar was put in there by the Emperor. That he was a uh, a bit of a, a double like agent. a Trojan horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he was put in there intentionally to screw everything up. I wish <laughs> they had elaborated that on in the on, in the new trilogy. Uh, I was really hoping in the, in the Last Jedi, Jar Jar would show up and be like, Ooh, it's not me! I did all of this! <laughs> the true evil emerges. I think people would like that. Uh, yeah, I liked it too. And I didn't know anyone who didn't like it when we were in the yeah. eighth grade. I'll be honest with you. The first time I heard a negative review of that movie 
was I was at my grandparents' house and we had like this kind of street party and my brother at the street party grabbed a sparkler and he burned his hand really bad on the sparkler. So my parents had to take him to the eMERGE because it was a bad burn. So my sister and I went over to my grandparents and they were just like, well, yeah, I'm going to sleep on the couch anyway. So I got to stay up as late as I wanted. So I had it on like the CBC, I think. And like their like resident film critic brought in her nephew to review the movie. <laughs> what his experience was like very much like what we did. And he kept complaining about it and then would go, no, but it was good. Like, yeah, the little kid was really annoying. He'd go, yeah, let's go. And I really couldn't stand it by the end of the movie. But no, it was good. Yeah, the CGI looked really, really fake at times. But no, it was good. He kept doing that. And I was like, huh? And then he's like, actually, I was the only one of my friends who liked this movie. I was like, people didn't like it? <laughs> I, I thought these movies were all an immediate classics. How could no one like it? Yeah. So and it was just over time that you, you hear the, the, the a popular opinion diminishing and diminishing and diminishing so did well, the uh go ahead well it was, yeah it, it diminishes but also you become more critical you see more movies and you can kind of compare it to other things and um i mean obviously you know certain movies that were classics in their day with time you're just like oh this is pretty hokey or this is whatever and there's still some great things about phantom menace it was still you know it was original it created this whole universe these new characters and it, it added enough lore to the trilogy as like this is where it starts off and it's great whereas the that's why i'll never give phantom menace bad review really i will i, I will say bad things about certain aspects like how obviously the blatant racism on the like the oh, various characters <laughs> yes of course as you know, our blockade is perfectly legal, and we'd be happy to receive the ambassadors. And and obviously, like you know, George Lucas was never great with dialogue and yeah. uh, certain certain pacings and this and that. But it's like, uh, and yes, Jake Lloyd was a bit. He's a child actor. Like the, none of these kids. Like Basically, no one's Haley Joel. His acting career though, that that yeah. movie. Poor uh, Jake Lloyd. No one, no one goes up to him and says, hey, I love you and uh, jingle all the way. Or those Smucker's <laughs> Jam commercials that you did. No, no, no. They all got to talk shit about his betrayal of Anakin. Um, <laughs> Just say something positive to the guy for once. But the thing is, is... Um, but yeah, sorry, let me finish my point. Uh, so, but whereas 789, it's not original. It's the basic variations of planets and stuff that we've already seen it's a story we've already seen nothing new and it was just tiresome whereas even like one two and three even even though two was a shit fest i'll still give a positive thumbs up to one and three well i i'll be honest since, since we're gonna go back to it this way i i haven't gone back to the well for two episodes two or three in a while i i last time i tried watching it and it would have been before um the last jedi came out uh, tried going through all the old movies, and we started with Phantom Menace. I couldn't make it through the whole thing; it was unwatchable. Like that lightsaber really? battle is so good, but man, oh man, like the CGI does not hold up at all. 
and just watching it like you gotta remember we're little kids we're watching this on a giant screen this is the outside of the jumbotron at rod at skydome it's still called skydome this is the biggest screen we've ever seen tremendous sound coming at you from all angles it's an assault on your senses at that age when you yeah. are 35 years old and you're watching it on a tv in your bedroom it just doesn't different. hold up it doesn't hold up well i have a pretty big tv in my living room here so maybe i'll try watching it on like that and I got a sound bar and everything, so maybe yeah. I'll fire that, and maybe it'll still have a good viewing experience. But, but I think this is it, this goes to show you that um, many movie watching experiences aren't as good as that that first time. Oh yeah, and that was a fun day, even though we had to deal with that fucking kid. <laughs> it was still good. Uh, I want to talk about the pop cans. So we talked about yeah. that. That was that was. So my brother is a way bigger Star Wars fan than I am. I love Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. He knows the lore. He knows he knows Star Wars inside and out. Um, and his big thing was he started to get a can for the pop machine at school uh, that would have, I don't know, Jar Jar on it or Yoda on it. And he'd save it. And he kept doing this. So my parents got into it. And they started going out trying to figure out the cans he didn't have from this set so he could get more and more and more. I remember, and it was it was great too because I got to drink pop all summer. And usually that was, they'd have some Diet Cokes lying around or something, but we never really got to drink pop. Sometimes in the summer they get that flavor pack with the uh, orange, the grape, the cream soda, and the root beer. Sometimes we get that, but like this was a lot of pop. And it was Mountain Dews and Dr. Peppers and 7-Ups occasionally we had to choke down a Diet Pepsi, but that was okay. It was worth it to get the can. Uh, I remember going home from Ottawa once, and my parents just stopped at this random variety store, and they grabbed my brother, and they went in with him. Like, <laughs> he had, like, four cans of pop. Like, these are all the ones Alex doesn't have yet. <laughs> now, were they saving, like, the full cans, or were they just, like, drinking it and rinsing out the empties? Oh, their big mistake was they let us drink a and they'd rinse out the empties. My brother still has them. Really? Yeah, and he's got a ton of them. Uh, he just put them kind of in the pop cases that they came in. And he had three or four cases worth. I don't think we ever got the full set, though. I think we were missing a couple. Uh, but that summer, we drank so much pop. And what was cool is that my parents got into it. And they wanted him to do it. Because it's a can of pop. It's affordable. Right? Yeah. It's, it's an affordable collection to have, even though it's not really the healthiest. Um, but that was cool. That was rare times when my parents would get into like a collection of ours. That and the Power Ranger figures, which they that was that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, that's when they just got into the thrill of buying them one day, which I loved. <laughs> I reaped the benefits of. Uh, but yeah, that was my kind of story with Star Wars: uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, don't have that much to say outside of the pop cans. I remember they used to play the the the, the score. From the movie, the, the do, 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 do. they play yeah. that on much music occasionally. Really, I thought that was cool. Yeah, they they made a little video, and it was basically just John Williams directing the orchestra and clips from the movie in it. But yeah, that would get played some play on much music. Um, yeah, I don't I really have any much else to go with about Star Wars: Phantom Menace. I thought it was cool that uh, Greg Proops from Whose Line Is It Anyway voiced the announcer at the uh, right the pod the, bases. The... 
it's probably one of the more random. Him and Bill Burr are probably the two most out of place Star Wars actors <laughs> in Star Wars lore. And John Ratzenberger, who has a cameo in Empire. You know about that one, right? No. When they're on Hoth, John Ratzenberger is one of like the pilots on Hoth. He's like, go on, let's go. <laughs> he like, does this like, go on, let's go, go on, like this, kind of like this big speech. And he still has his mustache. And, yeah, oh you, have to, you have to watch clothes, but it's him. But see, that was the thing too. Now, like in the the last couple, it seems like anyone and everyone would try to sneak in as like a stormtrooper or whatever, just to say yeah. they were in a Star Wars movie. Like Daniel Craig's a stormtrooper, and that was uh, a cool. Okay, I I know you've been shitting on the new trilogy. I really liked uh, Force Awakens, the first one. Force Awakens I did, was. And I thought Craig's cameo was great. Force Awakens was acceptable. <laughs> It was it was good. It was enjoyable. It was a nice taste of like the the previous and like you get these new characters and you're interested to see where they go, but they just didn't go anywhere after that. So I mean, I it was though? a nice. It it didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was nice. It was okay. I saw that. I will say though, it my experience seeing that it was on a December Saturday, Saturday in December. I won tickets at work. All right, so where were we? Oh, okay. So to uh, put it into comparison like this and why nostalgia is such a great thing, I definitely like The Force Awakens better. But you know how I saw that, Brian? On a random Saturday in December by myself with tickets I won from work. My seat was assigned to me. I showed up 10 minutes before the show began. There was no trivia in the theater. You just got your drinks and your popcorn where everyone else did. That, there was no story to tell from that experience. This, though, they made an event out of it. Yeah. And I missed that. And I'm hoping when things start to open up, I know the movie theater sector, you know, the cinemas made nothing. I'm hoping people go to the movies and I'm hoping movie theaters go to the effort to make these things events again. Well, it's just movies are so, like, there's certain films, like, I have a friend who just, like, certain movies are just passed from his dad to him, and he's going to put it with his kids, like, you know, like, Raiders of the Lost Star, Indy, like, Star Wars, E.T., Jaws, Um, like, comedies were more passed down in my family. Oh, movies were passed down? Well, Star Wars is definitely one that was passed down in mine. Yeah, like my parents, like my mom showed me Star Wars because she was, she's a, even though you wouldn't expect it from her, she's a bit of a, uh, like she was a Trekkie. Yeah. And, uh, and she likes Star Wars. So she showed it to me for the first time and she took me to my first comedy, Ace Ventura, at the wildly inappropriate age of seven. Yeah. I remember my parents renting it for us and being very upset. <laughs> <laughs> very upset. Um, and so, and my dad, and my mom showed me a bunch of different comedies and, you know, seeing Space Jam in theaters for my birthday. Just so, like, comedies really run deep in my family. Yeah. But, but movie and the movie experience in general is just such a wonderful thing if you want it to be. Now it's, it's um, like, Campbell. He's like, I bought my seat. Or I, paid, I got my seat. I will show up two minutes beforehand. I do not need a popcorn. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just like such a killjoy. There are some people who prefer that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some people who prefer to get a bootleg where the special effects aren't finished two weeks before it debuts anywhere. You know, for me, I'd rather just avoid those spoilers when it debuts. And we're talking about big movies. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. a word of mouth, smaller kind of thing, I don't mind streaming that at all. But I'm talking about a big movie, and really it's Marvel that's making these big movies. All of those, yeah. or Disney, I gotta go see them in theaters, or else there's yeah. there's no point. You know, like no, there's still a point. There's still I still want to see them, but the thrill is seeing them in the theaters. So we'll see. I'll, hopefully, I'm getting my vaccine on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, uh, be all good to go when uh, Black Widow uh, debuts in a couple months. So maybe that'll be my return to the theaters if they open. Well, not just the big ones, but comedies too are this really great shared experience. Like uh, in college, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was between second and third year. I saw Superbad. That was a really fun experience because everyone was laughing so loud, you were missing certain jokes because it was just so like joke joke, and so it was everyone like collectively like ah! and sometimes when you're like. Especially you can appreciate this. You got a hilarious laugh, so you would make like sometimes you're <laughs> laughing at other people's laughs. And whereas when you're watching it at home, like you're still gonna like laugh at stuff, and it's still gonna be great if it's a good comedy. But it's not the same when you don't have some Yahoo like ah, ha, 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 you know. What I, mean? like, well, I know what you mean. You need you need that contagious laughter that's in there. Um, but that's the other thing too about a good night at the movies with your friends can be just as fun and just as memorable as any night at a, at a nightclub. Do you remember, like, yeah. we had a big group of us go see uh, uh, The Hangover when that yeah. debuted. Oh, it was fantastic. We are talking about it for ages. It was like going to, uh, like, just having a great night out, but we were just going to the movies. And that's where so many of those great memories were, where there's a big blockbuster, whether it was you and me driving to like Oakville to go to a dirt mall that had one of those theaters that looked like it showed propaganda films to see a small movie <laughs> yeah. in, in, in limited release or like me and my brother used to always we had a thing like we'd go like Wednesdays to like uh, the small one on Upper James the Cineplex Odeon there just to see a movie just to, it was a cool little tradition midweek it was nice well not only that that summer of 99 for you and I was like, there's a lot, like we did a lot of movie watching. I mean, a ton of movie watching. My brother took me to see, uh, American pie, which was a big, like, you know, coming of age team kind of thing. I was the right age for that. That was like my animal house for like me, for people growing up during that era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there was that one weekend late in the summer where we saw three movies on three days. We saw Yeah, Dick. We, we did that a couple of times where we double up. Yeah, Dick, Detroit Rock City. And Broke Down Palace. Broke Down Palace. Real movies of their time, too. Like Those are three <laughs> yeah. movies people don't talk about right now. But Dick, incredibly underrated. Detroit um, Rock City, I still Detroit watch. Detroit Rock City still got a cult following. People still like Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Um, Broke Down that Palace. That was also filmed in Hamilton. I remember you and me loved it when we saw it. And no yeah. one t- says boo about it today. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. going to the movies is fun. Anyway, is that it? I think we're tapping out here. I mean, we could have we could pivot to something else, but it's been about an hour. And, uh, and this is we, a very off-brand, no promotion, out-of-nowhere episode drop. 
But you <laughs> want to talk. We're going to do this from time to time because it's our podcast and we do what we want. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's two guys who have told we spend way too much time idealizing the past. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane with us. I'm sure you and whoever may be listening, the viewer at home, uh, has probably had experiences like this. But, like, I mean, you know, whether you're male, female, whatever, or if you had sisters growing up, maybe you saw different movies together with them. So you have different shared experiences. Like, your sister loved Clueless. Yeah. Yeah, Clueless. What was her movies? Clueless, uh... To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julia Newmar. Uh, the parent. That's the drag queen movie with Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes. I've never seen that. You've heard never heard of this movie? No. It's a classic. It's hilarious. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. And they're drag queens. And they think that they've killed. Oh, they, Chris Penn is in it. He plays as, like, sheriff. And he, he thinks that they've killed somebody. So they go to hideout. He's on the run trying to catch them. They didn't kill anybody. And they arrive in this small town. And they kind of turn the small town. Oh, Brian, wait for it. Upside down. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she that, that's stuff that she liked. Yeah. And then my brother my brother just liked the same stuff I like. So, yeah. My mom took me to see The Parent Trap when I was in grade yeah. six. Oh, my sister played that VCR until it broke. I mean VHS? When I say VCR. She played the VHS. VCR. She played the VHS in the VCR until it broke. Yeah, I'm getting tired. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. I've been up since 5.30. No, boo-boo are you. <laughs> I'm uh, not complaining. You are. Actually, before you go, uh, or before we go, yeah. I have one last memorable movie experience. Oh, okay, go for it. And it wasn't anything other than the fact that it was like audience reaction. And it was, remember when we saw The Departed? It was that kind of like overcast, rainy fall night. The Blue Jays had basically been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs at that time. I mean, not that we had, they had much of a snowball's chance in hell, but they were like holding on by a thread. I think yeah. if memory serves, they had a slight winning streak that was kept them in the they, hunt. They, play, they played Boston? Yes. And then Scott Downs. series of Boston. Yes, he fell off the mound. Yeah, that, he blew the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then that basically that. eliminated them from any playoff hunt. And so we were like, and that had just happened. We were driving my dad's car to the movies, and I was uh, we were both, we came home from college for the weekend. And, um, yeah, so we saw The Departed. And then that last ten minutes of the movie, when everyone just keeps getting shot oh, in the yeah, face, yeah, yeah. Yeah. everyone's like, what? What the fuck? Everyone's just going ballistic, and then when the friggin' credits are coming up, everyone's walking out of the theater like, "What the fuck was that?" You ever gone to a movie where you hear the people you loved it, and then you listen to the people around you, and they all hated it? Yeah, yeah, that's a weird feeling, huh? Well, do you remember when uh, you, me, and Jake? It was like a snowstorm, and we saw. uh, the Coen Brothers movie. Um, no Country. Yeah, No Country. And then the, it was just that, that awkward, quiet end. And it cuts to black. Yes, it just stops. The lights, the lights stops, come up. Yeah. And we just hear, there's no, no one says anything. Everyone takes a minute to leave their seats. And then you just hear this one guy break the silence. He goes, that sucked. <laughs> and yeah, we're like, and that what one the best f- picture. So it shows yeah. that guy. 
Yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Although, I was rooting for the, There Will Be Blood at that Oscars. I liked uh, No Country, just a bit I just, Daniel Day was just so electrifying. Yeah, he, that he, was, he, was, he was great in it, but I can, can I be honest with you? While I liked both movies, I have not gone back to the well either time to watch either of them again. It's just the way it happens. I've watched the milkshake scene again. I've watched uh, the bowling alley scene, I should say. I've watched the scene, my favorite scene in No Country is when he meets that guy who wins the coin toss at that gas station. Uh, I've watched <laughs> that since. But I've not watched either movie start to finish since we saw them. They're I think great I've movies, watched, but they're just not rewatchers. I think I've watched them once, maybe twice, but uh, I have both books in my collection. I haven't read either of them. Well, this is my, my theory about movies and awards, like even like with the Grammys. Wait, the, the award show for each year should happen ten years after. Does that make yeah. sense? See well, actually, the impact it had. Because they're always going to make decisions wrong when you do it right away. Give yeah, they, it some time. Uh, Let's just see what the general consensus is over time. They did a video about that on Cracked.com. But I think they did it They did it basically three to five year cycle. Um, and he cites like, you know, look at do the right thing. Uh, no, it, that was made in 89. Yeah. Everyone's kind of like, everyone was kind of getting a little pissy about this little race riot. What happened like three years later? The LA riots. Yeah. And then, you know. Movies, it takes time sometimes to get a point across like that. Uh, You know, I remember, like, that's why I still get pissed off when I see, like, these, all these uh, lists that it's like, uh, worst movies to ever win an Oscar. And it's always Crash at number one. And I'm always pissed off because I remember you had some kind of party and I was standing outside with uh, like Tom and Brandon a bunch of other people we had all just seen Crash and we were all talking about the movie and how much we enjoyed it and how we like how it tackled um, the race subject at the time without getting into like Nazis or Klan or anything like that just basically day to day racism now day to day racism has gotten so bad (laughs) that that movie kind of undersells it But I don't think it's fair to say it's one of the worst movies ever when at the time it did have an impact. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, but, well... um, Well, it's not just that. There's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, the... Sometimes movies are just flops in their day because various reasons. They didn't get a big enough release. Uh, People just didn't appreciate it at the time. Yeah. And then they, like, look at... uh, Shawshank's a good Reserv- that. Yeah. Shawshank, yeah, Reservoir Dogs has gone on. Yeah. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is another good example. Yeah, you get all these movies that over time, they build steam. It's, it's how it works. But anyway, we talked a lot about movies tonight. And we could have a separate podcast where we just go off on movies. But Canadian bands is what we do. Canadian bands that have not made an impact anywhere else. We've got Canada's answer to Sublime this weekend. We're going to be debuting that Ill Scarlet episode. Um, also, you can dive into the vault here episodes we did about Doug and the Slugs, Maestro, a little, a little uh, line Crush action. Oh yeah, that's in there too. So uh, you can check it out on Spotify. You can check it out on uh, Apple Music, on Amazon. I think you said Brian. Yeah, the the Audible, whatever the hell the Amazon yeah. one is. The uh, you can follow us. 
CanFM Instagram, CanFPod at gmail.com. You can follow Ted and tell him how much of a windbag he is at the Ted Jessup, because who calls himself the Ted Jessup? As if you're fighting for other handles, Ted. There's other Ted Jessups out there. I don't want to get mixed up. Anyway, uh, what's it called? And uh, leave us a five-star review. Because, uh, you know, to quote Dennis Reynolds, I am a five-star man. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about doing a promo where uh, we play that and I'll just <laughs> throw that at the end of the episode or something. Anyway, uh, have a good night, folks. Brian will probably cut down this meandering at the end probably quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Oh.